My brothers and sisters in the Lord, have you ever dealt with rejection? Have you ever had the door slammed on your face? I went to the internet earlier this week and I typed into one of the search engines, famous rejections. And there was a whole list that came up and I just want to share with you two of them. Some of you may already know this. One was with Elvis Presley. Did you know that Elvis Presley was fired by the manager of the Grand Old Opry? He was fired. And he was told by the manager, and I quote, you ain't going nowhere, son. You ought to go back to driving that truck. And of course, the other one many of us probably do know, Steve Jobs, the great founder of Apple, who worked for Apple and who was fired by Apple only later to be rehired for the great success of the company. Certainly, my brothers and sisters, we often prepare our children for success, but I wonder if we ever prepare them in order to deal with rejection or even failure. And certainly, we can speak of rejection in terms of work, in our profession, in family life, but also, my friends, we have rejection in our life of faith. To be rejected as a follower of Jesus, to be rejected for standing for what is good and right and true and beautiful. Because you see, my friends, Jesus is the suffering Messiah. He is the rejected Messiah. And none of us, my brothers and sisters, can expect any better treatment than the Master received. How do we deal with rejection? Look at the Gospel today. In the Gospel, Jesus had been baptized by St. John the Baptist in the River Jordan. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. The clouds were opened and the voice of the Father declared, This is my Son with whom I am well pleased, the beloved Son of the Father. Jesus was led by the Spirit then for 40 days and 40 nights into the desert, and now he's coming out of the desert, and he's beginning his public ministry as he returns back to Galilee. And he's been preaching in the synagogues, and now he returns back to his hometown, to Nazareth, where we heard last Sunday he unrolled the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he ends with saying, today the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And at first, if you listen to the gospel very carefully, the people were very pleased. The gracious words that came from his mouth. The hometown boy has done good. But notice how people change very quickly. Because all of a sudden, Jesus continues teaching. He doesn't stop there. And he gives the two examples from the prophets of old in which the prophets were called by God to offer healing to those who are actually Gentiles and not to the Jewish people. Why? Because the Jewish people didn't have the faith. They had lost the faith. They had turned and moved away from God. And when they heard this, they became pretty aggravated. In fact, my brothers and sisters, you can say they became PO'd. I mean, they drove him out of that synagogue. I mean, I'm waiting for people here at St. Peniel one day to drive me out of the church, but they drove him out of that synagogue to the brawl of the hill, ready to hurl him over. Because remember, Deuteronomy 13 says, if there is a false prophet in your midst, you have the right to kill them. 
That's what the law read. And Jesus was seen as a false prophet. And we see that throughout his ministry as he's rejected by the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders over and over again. And ultimately on Calvary where he is crucified on that cross. Where the people shout, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. The Son of God is rejected. You see, my brothers and sisters, as men and women of faith, we are going to be rejected for what we believe. But the important thing is that we stand up for what we believe. We stand up for what is good and true and right and beautiful, even if the world lavishes all sorts of praise on the false prophets. Because we have a lot of false prophets in the world. A lot of individuals who are doing a lot of things, a lot of individuals who are doing things that are evil and calling them good, and other people are on the bandwagon praising them. And we're on the opposite side saying it is not right, it is not good, it is not true, it is not beautiful, it is evil. And we are rejected, we are shunned, we are even hated. I mean, look what's going on right now in New York State, where they just uh, passed what they call the Reproductive Health Act. So what does that do in New York State? Basically, it makes abortion legal all the way to the time of birth, to the time of delivery. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of that because we do have children present, but look it up. It is a gruesome, it is an evil act. And what does the governor of New York, who's supposedly a Catholic, doing? He's celebrating. He had the monuments in New York State all lit up in purple, excuse me, pink, on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade when this particular act was passed. Because in the act in New York State, it says abortion is a fundamental human right now. Talking about calling evil good and false prophets. You see, my brothers and sisters, it goes on all the time. I was reading something by Chesterton. He wrote this, my friends, over a hundred years ago. But I think it's true more today than it was back then. He wrote this. The madness of tomorrow. The madness of tomorrow is not in Moscow. Even though we have all these investigations, the madness of tomorrow is not in Moscow but it's much more in Manhattan over a hundred years ago and how true that is today. You see, my brothers and sisters, when we stand up for what is true, we will be rejected. We will be hated, but we are still called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, to be able to know that we, as disciples and followers of Jesus, are doing what is right, Proclaiming the good news. And sometimes, our brothers and sisters, we must remember that when we proclaim the good news, when we proclaim the truth, everyone's not going to be happy about it. Everyone's not going to feel warm and fuzzy. Because when evil is confronted with truth, you're not going to feel warm and fuzzy. But it doesn't mean that we just let it go to the wayside. It doesn't mean we remain silent because it might hurt someone's feelings. Because to allow someone to stay in their sin, to allow someone to stay where they are, that is worse than maybe hurting a few feelings. Because the ultimate, my brothers and sisters, the ultimate is the salvation of souls and the proclamation of the truth to bring people to conversion, including ourselves, following in the footsteps of Jesus.
Now, when we face rejection, my brothers and sisters, it's never easy. <clears throat> but God always provides. My grandmother used to have a saying. She would tell me all the time, she said, always remember that perseverance is always going to conquer resistance. Perseverance is always going to conquer resistance. Just give it time. Because that's how the Lord works. If you persevere and if you are faithful, whatever the resistance is, God's going to see you through. God's going to carry you over. And the truth will come forth. You see, my brothers and sisters, our great ally is the Lord. Because it is a battle. And it's very difficult when you are rejected or I am rejected or anyone is rejected. But the Lord always provides the comfort and the consolation. We see it in our first reading, excuse me, from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah is often known as the weeping prophet. Why? Because Jeremiah's heart was often broken because he was rejected by the people. He was given this task by God. He was the mouthpiece of God. He was the prophet to proclaim to them that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed by invaders from the north. It was going to be decimated. And the reason was is because the people were not faithful to the covenant. They had fallen away of their worship of the one true God. In fact, they were worshiping idols. They were worshiping the pagan god Baal. To the extent that they even built an altar to Baal. And on that altar, they sacrificed their own children to Baal. Things don't change much, my friends, as time goes on. And so Jeremiah was, sending, was sent to make this proclamation. And oftentimes he was rejected, he was reviled, he was hated, he was an outcast. But we see in the first reading the words of comfort that the Lord God speaks to him. The word of the Lord came to me, came to Jeremiah saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Be not crushed on their account, for it is I this day who have made you a fortified city. They will fight against you, but not prevail over you. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. My brothers and sisters, that's what God speaks to each of us. He has formed us, he knows us, and he sends us. And if we respond to that call, yes, we will experience rejection at times, we'll experience hatred. But the Lord will always see us through, just as he did for Jeremiah. He has prepared us. Because you see, my brothers and sisters, whatever we do for the Lord, whatever we do in the proclamation of the gospel, it's never in vain. And we will ultimately be rewarded. Maybe not in this life, but what counts, my brothers and sisters, is praise God, the eternal glory that comes in life everlasting. May God give us the grace, my brothers and sisters, to truly stand up for what is good and right and true. To be willing and to be able and to have the courage to speak the truth in season and out of season when it is convenient and when it is inconvenient. And to know even if we are reviled and hated and rejected for it, God always stands with us. He will see us through. He will carry us over. Even if they want to throw you off a cliff. God, my brothers and sisters, he is the net of our salvation. May we always remain faithful to him.